Hey guys, welcome to the Coopwell Experience. My name is Ethan Caldwell. And I'm Reese Cooper. And today, before we start our conversation, we've got a couple quick messages. First, we have a sponsor today. Our sponsor is Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings. And secondly, our fact of the day is that otters hold hands while they sleep. Isn't that so cute, Ethan? It's adorable. How are you today, Ethan? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. That's good to hear. Are you excited for our conversation today? I am. Are you? I'm very excited. Do you know what the topic is? Can you inform us? Well, the topic is about mental health can affect living an abundant life. Wow. Isn't that exciting? That's very exciting. Now, we have a couple topics that we're going to talk about specifically about this, um, two to be exact. The first one being positive psychology, and we'll head into that in just a sec. So, Ethan, what is this positive psychology that you talk about? Well, positive psychology is basically an ideology in which there are three main pillars. And these pillars, if you follow them correctly, will lead you to living quite the abundant life. Now, the first pillar is gratitude. The second, humility. And the third is forgiveness. And, you know, just to explain those, gratitude, being grateful, you know, for what you have rather than thinking about what you don't have and then humility being humble not being arrogant you know and then forgiveness to forgive somebody for something wrong that they've done to you in the past now with the first question why do you think reese gratitude is important or not important for an abundant life and are you grateful I think I'm a pretty grateful person. Um, I know not to take things for granted because I know there's definitely people in the world that have less than I do. So I try to be very grateful for not only the things that I have, but the people that I have and just the situations and opportunities that I have. Mm. What about you? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for all the opportunities I've gotten. And I think that I wouldn't be anywhere without the situations and people around me but is it important for living an abundant life that's a tricky question because i feel like yes to a certain extent it is important but i also don't think that it is the main factor into living an abundant life and i think in positive psychology they make that one of the main focuses and main factors when in reality i don't truly believe that it is one Mm, that makes sense. I would, I would agree. I would agree. So the second pillar that you mentioned was humility. Do you think that's important or not important for living an abundant life? I think that it is important. And I personally find it to be one of the more important things when building a character for your own self and having strong character. You know, I think that having this kind of humility will make you stronger going forward in the way that if you get knocked down, you're not completely destroyed by that. You're not arrogant in the way that, you know, you would harm other people and like socially and stuff like that, or like you would cause other people to dislike you, nor would it give you the mental stress of thinking that you're the best, you know? Um, and then when that's taken away from you, that would be crazy bad. But having a humble life and living humbly lets you respect the simplicities of life and the good parts of life, I think, a lot more. I think you nailed that. 
Sweet, sweet. But are you humble? That's a trick question. Moving on to the third pillar, forgiveness. Why do you think forgiveness is important or not important for living an abundant life? And to clarify, forgiveness in the eyes of positive psychology is to forgive anything and everything, regardless of the circumstances, which is a pretty extreme idea. So under that context, would you think it's important or not important for living an abundant life? I 100% believe that it is not important because I know from my personal experiences, sometimes forgiving people is really hard um, depending on the experiences that you've been through and encountered with those people. It can be very almost detrimental to forgive them um, or just a hard process because it's not just a snap of the fingers, I forgive you. It's a very lengthy process. And I feel like having the pressure to forgive everyone and everything puts a lot of pressure on you, but then also puts a lot of guilt onto you if you have trouble forgiving that person. Um, so I don't think it's important. I think, in fact, that it does the opposite of living an abundant life. I think it makes you more stressed and more just not overall great with your mental health. I can I can get behind that answer. I uh, I would agree with that. You know, in the most extreme cases, I think forgiveness is used as a way to try to heal what has happened before. When in reality, forgiveness doesn't have to be a part of that. You can heal and be, you know, one with those events while also not forgiving the person, because people don't necessarily change, and that's just the truth about life. And so if they don't change, then forgiving them is only another avenue for them into your life, which can't always be good. Well, we'll be moving on to our next topic. Community. Community. We'll be back in a sec. So now that we're on to community, what is community, Reese? Well, according to Oxford Languages, community can be defined as a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. So examples of these communities could be your sports teams, your classmates, your family, your friends, fandoms, etc., etc. So, Ethan, is community important to you? You know, I think I'd consider it one of the most important things to me. You know, community is really where... I think happiness comes from, you know, a lot of the time. And um, no more than, say, your family. If you've gotten really close with your family and it's a tight-knit group, then, yeah, I mean, nothing stronger than a family connection. And, you know, when you're feeling down, human activity and human interaction is just some of the best things I can think of to get me back on my feet. How has being in a community helped or not helped you? Um, I would say that being in a community really does help in the way that even if I'm feeling down or sad or something's really wrong, I can count on, say, my brothers on the lacrosse team to make me forget it all and have a few hours of happiness. I can, I can guarantee that. Or if I'm also in a rut and say I haven't been out of my room 
in about a couple days. And then my sister comes and knocks and screws with me in a, one way or another. That too will also, you know, bring some joy back to what I'm doing or bring some life back into my life. Now that we're closing, and this is the end of our discussion, let's bring it back to our first question. And now, do we have a definitive answer on how mental health can affect living an abundant life? I think looking at these two concepts of positive psychology and then community, I think that there is an indefinite answer. Um, I think it's very possible for people with good mental health to not live an abundant life. And I think the same goes for vice versa. I think there's a lot of people who have lower mental healths but are able to live an abundant life. It's just um, give and a take, I think. Give and a take? Mm-hmm. I think that that is definitely the case. And overall, you know, as a personal example, earlier this year, I felt like I was at the bottom mentally, you know, at the bottom of the barrel. I was having probably the worst mental health issues, you know. And looking back now on the situation, I was actually in a really, you know, prosperous place. I, I was living an abundant life. There wasn't anything that I was missing. There wasn't anything that I was worried about necessarily. But yet, I felt like I was brought down by the mental health. So regardless of my mental health, I was living quite the abundant life. But it sure didn't feel like it. First off, I just want to say I'm very proud of you. And I'm happy that you are now in a better mental state. You know, I think that deserves some praise and applaud. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, I think that's a really good point. Um, to go off of that, there's a lot of people who have a lot of things in their life, like good things in their life that many others around the world don't have, um, yet they still have a low mental health or a bad mental health or just suffer from other issues. Um, and then I think society puts a lot of pressure on them that they're just taking everything in their life for granted or you have so much good in your life why are you so sad um and so i think that's a really important thing to touch on is that i don't think that there is an indefinite answer to this i think it's a very complex concept as we start wrapping up and looking at the whole discussion and we come to our conclusion about how mental health affects living an abundant life and We've come to the conclusion that we don't know. The answer is indefinite in the way that it could or it could not. They're two different things. One's more objective, one's more subjective. But they both have a strong effect on your life. I also think it's very important to note that there's no template or step-by-step -step on how to actually live your life abundantly. It's a very personal and individual thing that each and every single person has to go through and just figure out on their own as they go through life. And sometimes life is gonna throw some curveballs at you and that might be hard on your mental health, but I think it's just how you perceive that and just persevere through those things on whether you live your life abundantly. But at the end of the day, there's no, like I said, there's no template. So it's just kind of a very 
like you said, subjective thing of person to person. And with that, we conclude our episode for today. Before we end off, remember our sponsor is Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings. And remember, guys, otters hold hands while they sleep. So if anyone wants to get me a pet otter, I'm so down for that. And with that, we end it. Adios. Bye, besties.